your guarantee. I just it doesn't make sense why the trading deadline is so like hot to trot. Like, why are these things not being done throughout the week, throughout the season? Like we get to the final day and everyone's spazzing, losing their mind, trading picks left and right. And yet there's players that have been traded a thousand times mad that they didn't get traded. Like it doesn't make no sense. Oh, I'm, are we, I mean, <laughs> Brandon Cooks, man. <laughs> I love you, Brandon Cooks. I think you're really good, but you're an idiot. You're just dumb. Like you like, were play, traded what? I believe it was three straight years for a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Three years. So it was. Can you go in order? It was. Where did he start? That is a good question. I don't actually I know. know his first team because then it went Patriots. I think he started with the uh, Saints. Then he went to the yeah, Patriots. that was it. Saints, yep. Patriots, Rams. Then jettisoned him to Houston because they couldn't afford to pay everybody. And he got all in his feelings, got all on his uh, all on his Drake shit. And yeah, like <laughs> I just want a home, whatever. Balls out in Houston, and literally everybody said like he was a free agent. Go somewhere else, dude. Go right. somewhere else, and he wouldn't do it. He's like. Nah, like I want to live here. Like I want to buy. Like I want my family to be here. All that dumb shit. Like, dude, have you learned nothing about the Houston Texans franchise? They were never gonna be that for you. No, never. Like this you could guy... play that. You could play for Houston for as long as you want. Like you can be Frank Gore, bro. You can play <laughs> for twenty five years. And never be on a contender one time. Or you can play for a team that's maybe going to move you because you aren't an incredible, like you're good, but you're not a game changer. Nope. You're kind of like a a one route guy. But he's consistent like, because for the last, yeah, he's been in the league for eight years, six of those years, he had a thousand yards receiving. So. Saints one year with the Patriots and then traded to the Rams was mm-hmm. with the Rams for two years and then Texans for three. It's like, bro, uh, you're at home, Ram- bro. That was Rams one and like a half. He got traded at the deadline, I think. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Which again, I th- I'm pretty sure he just like wasn't happy about. But again, like the Saints replace you completely. The Patriots, you missed the Super Bowl, bro. When they needed you the most, you took a helmet down. Again, Eagles, dirty game, should have won. But, you know, either way, you weren't a factor in that game. Go to the Rams, complete non-factor in that game. Like, teams can win without you. There are people who do what you do 
and can also do other things and do it cheaper. Absolutely. And that's the reason why you are a Houston Texan for the meantime. I mean, there's ways there's ways to trade without trading, you know, waivers and some more bullshit. But yeah, Brandon Cook staying home. Is that more is that more surprising than Cam Akers not getting traded? Again, the thing that (laughs) But here's the thing. The thing that Brandon Cooks needs the first off, I don't think there were a lot of available running backs that the Rams can just say are better than Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. Cam Akers might want to move, but the Rams still need to run the ball. Cooper Cup's hurt. Right. Like, you got to run the ball. So you need all the bodies you can get because you trade Cam Akers for a fifth round draft pick and your next man up goes, your what is it, Daryl Henderson? Yep. Down he goes down. Him. You call an AP? <laughs> like, who are you calling? Like, there's not that many people out there. Like, you you call on the rock to see, like, hey, who's RB1 in the XFL? I mean, Le'Veon Bell didn't look too bad in the ring. <laughs> yeah. No, Brandon Cooks. The reason you didn't get traded is because no one would give up a second and a fourth. Which was a stupid price tag. Like, come on now. How many first-round picks are you going to get out of a guy? A second, <laughs> second and, and a fourth. fourth is wild. No. He's not that. He's not that. No way. I mean, Chase Claypool went for a second. Arguably, I mean, Brandon Cooks has done more in this league than Chase Claypool. If you had to take Chase Claypool Brandon Cooks, who are you taking? I mean, Brandon Cooks, because he's been in the league, he's been doing the thing. I mean, but then also you got to look at Claypool and be like, what quarterback did you have? A dying Ben and some replacements. Bro. I mean, he's not moving to any other quarterback that's any better, but. Brandon Cooks got screwed because the same week they were trying to get offers for Brandon Cooks, the only thing going around online was all the players Miami got for the Laramie Tunsil trade. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're like nah we're not doing that again no 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 picks. we need more picks <laughs> oh shit and that's why he's stuck but there's a lot of other players that are not stuck the biggest name that got traded which i think it is tj hawkinson tj hawkinson traded from the detroit lions in the division To the Minnesota Vikings. Now, we are in Minnesota, so obviously the energy around these fans are ridiculous because now they're like, oh, yeah, Super Bowl or bust. Like, the Eagles are not good or, you know, like, Kirk Cousins is not your quarterback. But TJ Hawkinson coming into this offense is pretty fucking crazy, right, Jay? I mean... We had 10 draft day trade or trade deadline trades. Yep. What are your top three? Ooh, that is interesting. Um, TJ Hawkinson for sure. I think that's a really good move. Is that, is, um, are you just naming any top three or top three in order? Oh, any top three. Like these, these okay. picks legitly was just TJ Hawkinson making that move was spectacular. Obviously, number one, I mean, no question would be McCaffrey, but that wasn't that day. But that would be obviously the biggest move. 
But other than that, man, you know, all these teams, they got depth. You know, they got some guys that is going to help their team win at the time. And it's interesting, man. You know, you got Jeff Wilson going to Miami now. And you have Hines going to the Bills, which actually makes it seem like the Bills actually have a running back now. Because who fucking knows about Devin Singletary? Yeah. And obviously Bradley Chubb going to Miami is going to be sick. Absolutely sick. And Quinn going to the Eagles is ridiculous. Like, there is guys that got moved that is going to make their teams a lot better. But these teams were already good, you know? So you're your top three. TJ, um, Bradley Chubb to Miami, and Quinn to the Eagles. Okay. I like all those. Uh I think your number my number one, and then we'll I, I will get back to the, the Hawkinson trade, but I want to get into it. Because my my number one is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's a game changer for the Niners. You saw he can throw catch pass or yeah, throw catch rush pass mm-hmm. do it he does it all if he can stay healthy and in this system with this offensive line he can be incredible take some heat off of Debo because he can do a lot of the same things Debo can do can cover Absolutely. up like my my man Jimmy G might be quarterback of the week and he didn't do anything special mm-hmm. <laughs> like like we're we're talking like I like Tom Brady to the Niners rumors started immediately because <laughs> Tom could win two Super Bowls with that squad. Uh, I think my number my number two trade is uh, I, I would probably go with Miami because that defense is bad. I, I I it's it's very bad. Bradley Chubb. The reason why this wouldn't be the number one for me, I think. Is because they paid him sixty-two million guaranteed. Yeah, that's tough for a guy who's been banged up, and I still don't believe in Tua. But the weak link on that team is that defense, and getting a pass rusher of that caliber. I mean, if you told me the Bucks did that, I would have given it an A immediately. Yeah. Didn't give up that much for him either. No. And then, uh, I yeah, I think. I think my third is TJ Hawkinson. I think that was a great trade. I don't think it was the best trade. Uh, I do think it was good. Uh, I mean, when the Vikings run into physical defenses, we saw it when they played the Eagles. Justin yep. Jefferson could get jammed by a physical corner. Adam Thielen is not that great. He's not going to take over and win a game for you. He's a number two receiver. He's a good number two receiver. But if you put somebody on him, I don't know. Dalvin Cook is a good running back. He's not overly explosive. K.J. Osborne has come through in some big moments for you, but you need a guy you can count on to take over and win games, especially in the end zone. And T.J. Hawkinson is a guy that Irv Smith will never be. Yeah, absolutely not. So specifically with the goal of – Beating some of the best teams in the NFL, I think it's a great move. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to open up a lot for this Vikings offense. Like this Vikings offense now is in a position where, hey, man, they are solid for the next couple of years. You know, now that they got Kurt's contract figured out and oh, he's they taking can't less. Hawkinson. 
See, that's the thing. I looked at it. I actually looked at it. And with what you can do is uh, Kurt's money's good. Plus, you're getting some extra money, losing some pieces on the offensive side of the ball with Rager and some other guys that you don't really need. You're going to have to find a way to cut Smith, which at that point, you know what? Fuck it. Cut him, trade him, get him off, and then you keep TJ Hawkinson. Team, he they could uh, exercise the fifth-year option, so he's going to be here next year for sure. And this offense is going to be very, very nice, very interesting going forward, man, for whatever quarterback's in here. Because I think if Kurt doesn't get the job do- done this year with the offense he has, there's too many quarterbacks in this draft that will come in and absolutely love throwing to Jettas, Hawkinson, and a second-round pick that they have. I mean, we got one last year. Uh, I mean, not necessarily a good one. (laughs) But that trade, I think, as weird as it is, trading in between divisions, I think that that he legitimately got called into Detroit's office and goes, hey, what's your future? What you looking like? Nah, I'm out of here as soon as this contract's over. Cool, let's get some shit off of you. And they didn't do anything crazy. You know, they just swapped second-round picks, and they're going to keep a fourth or something like that. So Minnesota came out pretty good if they could find a way to pay him. No, Find a way to make him happy. A second and a fourth for two-fourths? A second and a fourth for two-fourths? Okay. Hey, they got the picks. They're good. It just shows that this – New GM, this new coach, and the owner are all about like, all right, let's push for it. They're going to have that Ram mentality. We're just going to fucking max out everything, trade some picks, and be a fucking competitive team forever. That's what they're going to try to do. And the best part is, Rogers looking bad. Detroit sucks. Justin Justin looks bad. They could probably rock this division for the next three to five years, depending if Rogers retires or not which at this point <laughs> looking at the uh free agency and how it went down or the train deadline Aaron Rodgers is going to be out pretty quick right didn't uh, even make a fucking phone call actively looking for a receiver my ass Green Bay does nothing at the trading deadline did nothing in the draft all this work to put your defense together to make a top three and they're performing bottom 10 in the league crazy yeah the nfl is interesting uh can rogers like sign an extension and restructure his contract because right now his contract is cancer i mean that's how he wants it i I feel like that extra money but i feel like he's too much of a narcissist to do that if he knew it meant he was going to be losing this much that's true i think I think they were giving all crazy promises. Like, hey, Aaron, we want you to stay. You're the best quarterback in the league. You're an MVP quarterback. Da, 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 da. We can get you this money, and we're going to figure out the rest later. And he probably went in there like, motherfucker, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, 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 we'll figure it out. And you know I the mean, GM and hates Aaron Rodgers, so. I mean, at the same time, Christian Watson played for – played at the same level Cooper Cup did at college. And – it took Cooper Cup about three years before he was Cooper Cup. So, I mean, maybe this is a step forward, get some draft picks to take a step back, take a step back to take a step forward. But, yeah, I was kind of looking at it. 
That's the reason he lost to Vante is they just couldn't afford it. And now they're in another awkward position where, I mean, you basically have to hit on draft picks because you cannot afford free agents. No, you can't. And Caps they don't going draft up, well. It's not going up that much. And they don't draft well. I mean, what they need to do is trade for the Steelers receiving scout, and they'll be just fine. like one day we got to sit down and put together like the perfect like general manager room like all right giants linebackers coach yep we'll take that Steelers receivers yep we'll take that because that's how you put a team together through the draft that's how you do it is making sure that you have guys out there that know what the fuck they're doing they can bring you good fucking players. I mean, why do you think Bill's in the middle of fucking Idaho looking at fucking linebackers, bro? He takes this shit fucking serious. And if you got some guy that's, oh, yeah, I've been watching this kid for six years. I think he's great. No, man, he's too invested in the kid. Fuck that. That's why I think Christian Watson's type of guys get picked up because they're like, oh, man, look, you know, Cooper Cup's doing that over there. And I've been watching this guy. He's going to do great. Like, nah gets to this level, and doesn't perform. And you saying three years for Watson to get his shit together? Rodgers is 37, bro. Like, ain't nobody going to play like Tom. Tom's got now another three fucking years. He's going to play till he's 48. So, like, nobody's going to touch him. Nobody's going to touch the way. I mean, Tom is, he's making bad passes. He's not making, like, I'm 45 years old making bad passes because he'll throw one into the dirt and then he drops one right on fucking Evans's numbers. So it's like Rogers is not going to keep that up. Yeah. Tom Brady keeps making throws that are bad, but they're bad where I can't a hundred percent say it's on Tom Brady. I seen a throw where I was like, yeah, I think Mike was in the wrong spot and Tom seen it. And he was already engaged, so he said, fuck it, and, like, threw it at his feet and just, like, started yelling at Mike as soon as he threw the ball. <laughs> like, it's like, damn. Like, it looked like you made the bad pass. Nah, bro. Tom is not going to throw himself in a bad spot. Yeah, and, like, the... Younger Tom? Sure. Younger Tom will do it. Fuck it. This Tom? Hell no. Nah. And, like, the Kyle Rudolph thing from... I just... It's like, okay, well... <laughs> Does he just does Tom just like not have enough? Does he not know where you are? Like, because that was the <laughs> honestly that was the only really like awful throw I saw. Yeah, and that was the one of three plays that Kyle was out there. I mean, here's the Green Bay Packers' future. You want to save this season? Any chance to save the season? Uh, next. Team odds to be OBJ's next team. Green Bay is plus 600. That's tough. Uh, Rams at plus 200. Buffalo plus 225. Chargers and Buccaneers are both at plus 550. Packers plus 600. Chiefs plus 700. Giants plus 1,200. I think in that list. Ravens, Cowboys, Niners, Saints, Eagles, Colts, Patriots, all more than that. And that's courtesy of DraftKings. Top five, you just got to take out all the Colt teams. I don't think OBJ with a repaired knee wants to 
go to a cold place. Then again, you know, he is one of the advocate players that go out there and says that we shouldn't be playing on turf. Every field should be grass. So he might go to a grass field, but realistically, bro, come on now. Tampa Bay, the Chargers. You'll say Dallas just because they're in a dome. And, you know, you throw in the uh, the Rams. These are things that I don't think with a repair. I don't know, Jay. Like, think about it. I mean, I don't want to bring up your past experience. You had a bad torn ACL, but a thousand teams are calling you and you're still getting healthy. I don't think you would want to go play in the cold unless oh. you have a guaranteed win. Unless you're like, all right, playoffs. Cool. The other thing is, I think this is OBJ. I think he's going to go ring chasing this year. Makes I sense. Th- I don't think he's signing a long-term deal. He's going to sign a deal week 10 to play the last seven weeks of the season. He's basically signing for two games in a playoff run. I mean, perfect. I don't think any team that is looking at OBJ wants to sign long-term. That's kind of dumb, bro. You don't know what he's going to come and bring with his knee. You don't know if he's going to be the same guy. You don't know. You just know what he's done before, and you could do the physicals and be like, all right, this dude's going to be great, but I wouldn't pay him long-term. I think after Russell Wilson, no players should be paid long-term at least until they play the first three games. (laughs) Yeah. Like, legit, bro. Like, oh, long-term money? No, we'll talk week four. That's honestly honestly the biggest thing is, like, he doesn't seem to be wanting to take a discount either, but I think he wants to play with a good quarterback. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be like a Rodgers, a Brady, a Josh Allen, I mean Matt Stafford. I mean, he's not signing up to play for the Vikings, that's for sure. No, that's not gonna happen. I mean, Dallas might be a little tricky as well. Like, I don't see him at all going to Kansas City. I don't. Like, I don't think. They Not went after and got they made that trade. Yeah, after they made the trade. And if he wants to come in for cheap, sure. Like, you really want to ring chase? League minimum, we'll see how it goes. But I don't think he's going to do that. He's still going to want a, a little bag. Yeah. But if he takes oh. a minimum, if he takes a minimum, that bitch will do it in fucking Tampa. Just to piss off the rest of the world. League minimum, fucking rest of the year contract. Go play with Tom for his last year. You sign LBJ and hire Arians as head coach again, so Arians can let Tom do what he wants to do. Dude, I <laughs> at, at this point, man, it sounds like Tom is very like I would say fifty fifty coming back. Oh yeah, depending on how the mean, year ends, you got no reason not to now. Yeah, you signed the papers, bro. You're good. You are a free man. So I the question. I mean, the question for for that team is just going to be how bad can this season go before you're like, yo, Bruce, these are your dudes. You can come back and be the head coach again, or we're going to fire them all. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is, man. Because this team should not be struggling this bad. The Atlanta Falcons should not be number one in the division. (laughs) Like, the fuck is going on, man? Ugly, man. Tom's never lost in Atlanta, though. We have that. I mean, at least there's that. But, yeah, the rest of the league, man, man, it is absolutely insane. We have some really good games coming up. 
And it's going to be absolutely fantastic to watch these games, especially the Rams and Bucks game. True test right there. True test for the season. You win, you keep going on, you lose. Man, it's a cold world out there. It's a cold world if you take that L. Brutal. Absolutely. But the NFC is kind of a fucking psychopath for fucking division right now. The Eagles 7-0 and with the NFCs being the best division in football right now. Seahawks 5-3 and on top of their division with the Super Bowl winning team on there. Insane. And Vikings 6 and 1 on top of their division. Like you look at this and say, "Oh yeah, these three teams top of the division." Yeah, you fucking mind. And then Atlanta, shit. Atlanta's up there by the grace of God cuz they're 4 and 4. <laughs> yeah, Playing I mean, mediocre and, football and winning those games. And they could easily just lose like 5 in a row. Yeah, with ease. With ease. That's the worst part. But we have a good one, man. We have the start off the uh, we have uh, the Vikings and Commanders, which is seems like an absolute trap game. Heineke comes back. I know. It's going to be interesting. And then the matchup of the week, Raiders and Jags. Drags with their new and improved receiver that can't play until next year. Calvin Ridley traded to the Jags. That was fucking fun. It's like, what? Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. He is, you know, he's still a guy that demands respect. He is the top receiver in this league when he's not betting the under. So, (laughs) you know, that's going to be fucking fun to watch with uh, Trevor Lawrence. But this game... Raiders coming off a shitty loss. Zero points up against the Saints. They have to go to Jacksonville to go against a Jaguar team that's been like favored in their last three games and lost two of them. So, you know. What do you think about the Raiders, man? The struggling, awful Raiders. Josh McDaniels, the worst head coach ever? Question mark? Oh, no. Urban Meyer, so second worst coach ever, dude. I I just I think he's trying. He tries to be Bill. He's not Bill, man. That does not, not work. Like you, you got to win something. Like even when Bill Belichick came into the league, one it was a different time. Two, dude had two Super Bowl rings with the Giants and had a like an endorsement by Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, yeah bro, you good. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll <laughs> listen. And then you win right away. Uh, Joshua Daniels hasn't done that. And he keeps no. going, like, saying things like, ah, I can make anybody a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Don't worry about it. My man. Garbage. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. No, absolutely not. No, Out of I, your fucking mind. I was actually trying to break down the other day the numbers of what it would look like if it was possible to trade uh, Derek Carr for Aaron Rodgers straight up. That'd be wild. It'd be like Carr, a first, a third, and a fifth. Right. Green like Green Bay would be getting a bag. Bro, Green, Bay, Green Bay might just do that to get him off the books. That'd be smart, but can the Raiders take on that contract? Probably not. 
And my God, if we see another split quarterback contract, that's going to be fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the games on this 12 o'clock, I mean, there's a lot of games that are pretty, like, really good games because the teams are playing up to it. But still, some confident blowouts. I think the Chargers should come in and take care of business against Atlanta. I think the Bills are going to take care of business against the Jets. Sam Ellinger, quarterback for the Colts, up against Mac Jones in Gillette. That's a game that should be talked about. But since you're in Gillette and you have a rookie quarterback in there, what does Bill do? Bill does not lose to fucking rookie quarterbacks. Does not happen. So if it does happen, is it time to replace Mac? No, they like again. I think Bailey Zappi lost it for the year. Really? Unless Mac gets hurt again, they they just got to stick with somebody because clearly the back and forth isn't working for anybody. So I mean, if you go through this year and Mac is struggling, then then you go. You know what? Next training camp, open competition. You know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe Mac wins. Maybe Mac loses. Maybe you field offers. Uh, I just – I don't think there's any chance in hell that you can – and, again, they're right now the – or what, the eight seed yep. out of seven? So they're like one game away. They beat the Jets again, and which they, they play the Jets again. If they beat the Jets again or they, like, steal one off Buffalo – they're in the playoffs right now. You can't win football games going back and forth. It doesn't work in college. It doesn't work in the NFL. Mac yeah. is the dude. He's going to be the dude at least till the end of the year. Good. At least we got that. Jay's stamp of approval. Mac is the man. Put on your 10 jerseys. Patriots minus five. Yes. I mean, yeah, that's easy. Um, the next interesting game on the slate for 12 o'clock, I would say it would be, I believe that the next game that's interesting is the Dolphins and Bears game. I think that that game is only interesting because I'm going to put minus 15 on it. I think the Dolphins with Tua, they're back. They're back. This offense, now that Tua's not getting hit around and his brain is actually staying where it's supposed to be. It's Miami's team with this defense. Whew. Are they the most dangerous team in the AFC right now? I think so. I mean, when, we'll see what Bradley Chubb brings to the table. But, I mean, also don't sleep on those Bears, dude. That's got true. Out, they got blown out last week. They lost the big pass rusher. They lost Roquan Smith. That's another great trade acquisition until you have to pay him. But, man – Justin Fields weeks five through eight is the second highest rated quarterback in fantasy football. Now I get it. Fantasy football is in QBR, but that dude is slinging it to the point where you went out in a rebuild and you got him a new wide receiver. So yeah, I, I don't know. Like that four and a half is a tough spread for me. I think if anything, I do like a six point teaser because I love the bears plus 10 and a half. Yeah. I, the Bear, I think Miami's going to take care of business, but now that I'm looking at it, it's in Soldier Field. 
you know, that tall grass is gonna cut a little speed. I mean, I hope the I hope that we're real busy in Chicago. Hope there's a lot of parks that need to be cut and they just took like 10 minutes to cut the soldier field real quick. I hope that's it. For three o'clock, though, we only have two games for the three o'clock, and both of these games are very, very interesting. Uh, battle for first place, Seattle going to Arizona to go against the Cardinals. D Hop, the best receiver in the league after two weeks. Dude, I mean, Kyler has thrown it to him, what, 34 times? He has like 34 targets in like two games. Like, that's what they needed. Perfect time. You got Call of Duty and you got D-Hop all in the same week. I mean, Kyler's living in his best fucking dream right now. Do you think they get it back, though? Do you think this Cardinals team I was talking about a couple weeks ago, can this Cardinals team get it together and figure it out? They took a shitty loss against Minnesota, but here we are. The team is hot. They got a good win last week, you know. Let's see if uh, you think it runs now. Do you think the Cardinals can find a way to make this division theirs now? Three and five. I mean, I I love Seattle plus 105 in this game. I just – they need to find something else to work in that offense besides D-Hop. Yeah. But because they have D-Hop, you can never count them out. That's a a tough game because, I mean – Bro, the Seahawks are playing real well. Kenneth Walker's legit. That offense is legit. The defense is better than it looks. Cardinals defense is a little bit worse than it looks. I, I'm excited for this game because this game, I think, is going to be a big expose who's for real game. Yeah, and I'm excited for it. I'm here for it. I want to see if the Seahawks team is legit or is my little gut feeling about this Cardinals team going to fucking be real and they finally get their shit together. Because, man, they pay their quarterback. They have weapons. Like, get it together, guys. And, obviously, the game that everyone's going to be watching at 325, the Rams and Bucks. A really big game for both of these teams because, man, they both need a win. The Rams, 3-4. and four, The Bucks, 3-5. and five. The Bucks coming off some really shitty losses. But now that I think that all the drama with Tom, it's kind of done, you know, that, hey, paper sign, boom. Now Tom can kind of focus on what he wants to focus on. Is this it? Is this where the fucking, like, eight weeks? Like, you know, September is preseason for Tom. Now we're at the, you know, we just went through October. You went two and two in October. November, here we go, right? Is this where it is? Because if he doesn't make the playoffs, man, which I don't, I think there's like a 7% chance that doesn't happen. But if he doesn't, it's over. But if you lose this game, that road is going to be very, very tough at three and six. Uh, I I mean, I agree with you. And they don't have an easy schedule. No, they don't. Uh, It's tough. Coming at the, uh, the end of the, the end of the season. Um, Man, he I think he just needs help. Uh 538 had an article just basically talking about how Tom Brady needs someone to make a play. Yep. The offensive line hasn't been great. 
I think it'll be great if they can, after the bye week, get Jensen back at center. Everybody plays in their more natural position. But the Lions have been bad. The receivers have been bad. But I do think this is one where, man, if, if the Bucks, the Bucks, I think, need to win this division to make the playoffs. Yeah. And I think it's going to be almost impossible to win the division if they lose this game. Now, granted, they play New Orleans again. They play Carolina again. They play Atlanta again. If they can sweep New Orleans and Carolina and they can split or split with Carolina and sweep Atlanta and New Orleans, I mean, they're in good shape. Yeah. They're definitely not out of it. But, I mean, you also want to go into the playoffs feeling better than that. Right. Absolutely. Especially, like, this is the time where you you can beat the Rams. The Rams are a banged-up team. Yeah. Cooper Cub getting hurt with one minute left to go in a meaningless game is fucking rough. But McFace, or, yeah, Sean McFay said he's going to play. He's going to be just fine. But you don't really know until he fucking burns one up and again. Yeah. High ankle sprains are fucking nasty in the NFL right now. Multiple players out with high ankle sprains. Just meaningless to put Cooper Cup out there for what? But we'll see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Cam Akers is a Ram, so let's see if he will uh, show a little more uh, plays out there, see if he gets his shit together. Because you need to run the ball against the Bucks, you need to run the ball against the Bucks, and the Bucks need to run the fucking ball. I mean, they are. I, I like that's the thing. Run the ball, not always on first down, and they need to like develop and use play action. It's ridiculous. The offense they're running, it's like what they tried to make Mac Jones run. It's like why are that's not the right offense. There needs to be running the ball, a lot of play action. And I don't know if it's just because of a bad offensive line, but apparently I was reading in that article, Leonard Fournette, his average miles per hour this season, 45th out of 46 runners. He's not a power back. He's not a speed back. He's not elusive. He's not making people miss. Like you need to figure out what you're doing and you need to be able to move the ball on the ground. And maybe yeah. Jensen will help. Hopefully Jensen will help. But, I mean, you can't wait. You have to run the ball. You have to do it effectively. They did in the first half. Looked like they were going to beat the Ravens. They didn't in the second half, and they got destroyed. Mm-hmm. Fournette is averaging uh, the ninth fewest yards per carry once a defender gets within a yard of any back. Since 2016. So awesome. basically, if you get close to Leonard Fournette, you are taking him down very easily. Awful. Absolutely awful. Especially for a guy that had questions coming into the season, came in heavy and all this other shit. Showing. It's showing now. It's crazy how they don't have another running back, though. Crazy. You don't have a scat back or anyone you could go get. That that's what I think you guys really need is a scat back. You get a Isaiah Ponchero on your team, it's wraps. 
But Sunday night slate, that's going to be a good one. The Chiefs up against the Titans. The spread that I last saw was minus 12. I don't know what it's at now, but minus 12 seems kind of crazy. 12 and a half. Oh, worse. Okay. Um, yeah, no, Chiefs don't cover spreads, but they do get some wins. So Derrick Henry, 22 touches, 185 yards, three touchdowns. Chiefs win 28-21. <laughs> Not covering a spread. Fuck that. Yeah, pretty much. That's uh, exactly I... what this game's gonna be like. But first look at uh Condavious Tony. That's gonna be interesting. See how he fits in this offense. And the Chiefs gave up Raymond Felton to the Falcons. You know, I thought we were gonna go get a corner. It just gave one up. That's kind of wild. But our rookies are playing good, so I guess that's not too bad. But still, in the playoffs, you don't want a fucking rookie out there. Like, fucking magic happens and Bucks and the Chiefs are in there. Doesn't matter what type of Tom shows up. He's going against two rookie corners. Wild. Absolutely wild. And Monday night to clean up. The rest of this week, the Ravens and the Saints. The easy easy win for the Ravens, right? Andy Dalton, you know, all that shit. I, don't, I think this is going to be a I very mean, easy game. Literally, I don't think there is – I don't know if there is an easy win against the Saints. Yeah, especially in the Superdome. But I, I do think – I do think they'll pull out a win again – Jameis, Andy Dalton. I think it's Andy Dalton with healthy Jameis as a backup. And I think uh, either way, you're you're looking at a, a Ravens victory. I'm interested to see what Roquan Smith can bring. Just reported Rashad Bateman done for the year. He's going to have foot surgery. So, I mean, it's... Oh, Michael Thomas also out for the year with a yep. foot injury. Like Mr. Slant. It's tough to, tough to see... I don't like these teams are both so up in the air. It's really tough because I'm not even completely sure who's going to suit up every week. Yeah, that's true. And Mark Andrews playing like absolute garbage right now. He cannot get the ball at all. And that's just because they're double teaming him. Like Lamar is legitly opening up his receivers just because he has to run. Number five rushing leader in the league, by the way, Lamar Jackson. Sick. 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 Still worth $210 million guaranteed, though. All right. What else you got? Oh, dude. Atlanta, Carolina on next Thursday is going to be disgusting. Bet the over. It seems like uh, one of those weird games where it's going to be like 35-38. Kyrie officially suspended for no less than five games. Really? Over the tweet? Uh, Mm-hmm. Interesting. You just hired a head coach. And again, not condoning anything, whatever. Kyrie can believe whatever he wants. You just hired a coach who is currently suspended for inappropriate <laughs> sexual conduct with multiple members of 
the ownership group and the team's staff. And you are suspending a player for tweeting a link to a shitty documentary on Amazon. Okay. (laughs) Sure. Sure. (laughs) Well, Steve Nash was like, thank God I'm out of there. (laughs) Steve Nash, you're my fucking king of the week. My boy. (laughs) Like, Steve Nash legitimately just went up to the the owner and be like, can you please fire me? Like, just put me out of my misery, please. <laughs> I don't have it in me to hit on your wife. Just fire me. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that Brooklyn story is getting better and better every single day. I mean, hockey's been kind of boring. We can keep going basketball. Lakers, have they turned it around or is this just uh, fake news? Uh, no, nah, man. I think that we can crown our sixth man of the year. You know, Russell Westbrook off the bench, you know, electric, electric against the back uh, bench. It's awesome. Finally, Russell figured out his role in L.A. I mean, I don't know how long it's going to last. I'm sure he's going to come off the bench one too many times and lose his shit. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Harden out for a month. He is uh, fighting a foot injury. So that's going to be fun for the 76ers. They have to play without Harden for about a month. And, of course, the World Series is exactly what you want as a baseball fan. It's 2-2. There's some blowouts. There's some good games. I mean, Philly went out and beat the ass 7-0 in game three. Fucking loved it. Minus one and a half. Who bet it? I did. Fucking cash it. Next game, Houston goes out. I'm like, yep, they're going to tie the series up. It's easy to make money right now. It's all about momentum. Well, Astros' momentum is fucking ridiculous. They do not like being embarrassed, and they went out and embarrassed the Philadelphia Phillies. 5-0 and a no-hitter. No-hitter in the World Series. First one ever. First Team combined no-hitter in the World Series. That's what it was. And games fives tonight, and it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a crazy game. Tonight, you know, Thursday, November 3rd, tonight. All right, Angel. We'll we'll do a little bit of local stuff too. I'm sorry. Is the Rudy Gobert trade the worst oh, trade in Minnesota Timberwolves history? You know, I knew you were to ask. In case anybody has seen the viral clip, Anthony Edwards uh, recently discovered that the worst pairing the Minnesota Wild have is the starting five. Literally, their offensive efficiency goes up if you take any one of them out. So they do not play well together. They were outscored by their bench the other night. They are currently under 500. Mm-hmm. If they are 10 and 10, 20 games into the season, do you fire Chris Finch? Man, I would have to. You got to do something. You paid I mean, a Chris... lot of money and gave up your entire ass future for this. Exactly. And it's not working out because you're too big. And you can't guard the three. You didn't think of that. 
You thought Cat was going to run out to the fucking three? No, he wants to shoot threes. He doesn't want to defend the three. Anthony Edwards says, was asked why he can't dunk, and he says, because there's too many big people in the lane. What do you want? This is what you did. They stopped you because they put a two big men in there. Cat's not going to stay out to the three all the time. Rudy is a in-the-paint guy. Yeah, bro, it's fucking tough. You have to dunk against the guy you're going up against and the seven-footer that's guarding Rudy or Cat. This was, it looked good on paper. It looked good, you know, a defender, five, because your four doesn't want to play defense. He wants to shoot threes. Your threes are sky scoring. He is your scorer on your team. Your number two is a fucking question mark, and D'Lo is fucking D'Lo at this point. Like It's just like he is the reason why they win, the reason why they lose, he's the reason why they look good, and the reason why they look bad. And you traded Beverly away. Would you trade D'Lo straight up for Ben Simmons right now? Absolutely. I think Ben Simmons in this offense would be so weird and awesome at the same time. Because no one here is going to go, why is Ben not shooting? No, it's going to be, why is everyone not shooting? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There's not a lot of pressure on Ben, you know? There's a lot of pressure on Ben in Brooklyn because they need scores. KD's getting guarded by four guys. Kyrie's tweeting Jewish shit. I don't know. I don't know what else you want. Ben can't do it all. Ben wasn't... There to do it all. He's supposed to be the three, and they want him to be the one. No. Ben will come here and be the four. Fourth best guy on the roster. Just do your thing, bro. Do your thing. He actually might come here and be, get confident and shoot the ball. Who fucking knows? Yeah, I, I man. Uh, it, it is very interesting that the Wild have – or not the Wild. The Timberwolves have been on both ends of this now as buyers and sellers. Because this is basically the KD tr- or the KG trade. Mm-hmm. This is basically the Garnett trade, and I think right now we are going to lose both sides, the buying and the selling. Yeah, I don't know who approved. Was this uh, the owner's last move before he sold the team next year, or what? Dude, this because this that's trade what it was seems like this trade was done by someone who's never watched basketball or ever watched Rudy Gobert. But plays a lot of 2K. Oh, Alex Rodriguez. Nice. And was like, yo, yeah, why wouldn't I want to get another all-star? Dude, he's an 89 overall. Bring him in. (laughs) That's exactly how it happened. That's what it felt like. Because now, I mean, obviously the season is super young and shit's going to get figured out. But right now, it does not look like it's going to happen. Big-ass ripple effect when you have two big-ass dudes in the paint. You're not guarding it like college. In college, that works in college because the court is, like, so much smaller, it looks like. It feels like with these kids playing the great zone and all, you're not playing zone in the NBA. Mm -hmm. You're not efficient, bro. Come on now. Finch, I don't know what the fuck you were doing with this one. Yeah, not not these days. It's It's... Very hard to watch. And the, Absolutely. everything that I think it was Paul Pierce or I think it was Paul Pierce said in the 
offseason, Rudy Gobert has not gained any skill since his rookie year. He is the exact same player. He's not grown, not developed, not added anything. I I just I don't understand why we gave him such a long extension. Because he is a defensive player of the year, like three times running. I hate this guy. I really do. Been saying it for years. He is a wannabe basketball player. And now that he's in a position where he has to play real basketball, like he doesn't have all four other guys that can shoot well, well, here we go. Rudy, you're right there. Why don't you dunk it? That's another question. Like, bro, you're right there. Oh, because you need Donovan Mitchell. Oh, that's what you need Donovan Mitchell to come get the ball. Edwards not getting the ball. His bitch ass is mad because he can't run straight and dunk at the fucking rim. Yeah, I mean, they he needs to be paired with a shooter who has no intention of getting in the paint. Exactly. And what do the Timberwolves have? Not that. Yeah, the exact opposite of that. Exactly. So yeah, same old, same old Timberwolves. They'll make the playoffs. Oh, the play in. I feel like their defense, Rudy, and you know, they're gonna get some games running on this shit, but these other teams are really good. I didn't think the Cavs would be this good. The motherfuckers are really good with Donovan Mitchell. I had to mention him because I was like, yo, the fuck? He's out here fucking balling. It just like you get sad. You get sad watching Donovan go to a different team and play good and see LeBron go somewhere, win a ring, and Dame is still in Portland. Meanwhile, <laughs> the freaking uh the freaking Jazz might actually make the play in tournament and have a multiple lottery picks. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Hey, man, Utah's like Bill, bro. They just, like, they moved off players. Oh, we're moving off them. We're moving off these guys. We know what's up. Gee, you mean it's a good thing to have a lottery pick when there's generational talents coming in the draft? That's weird. What? Crazy. That's wild. They said, fuck it. We don't need Victor. We'll take Rudy. We don't need a player that the commissioner is saying, you tank for him, we'll fucking bench your whole team. No, fuck that. Makes no sense, Jay. None of it does. Brutal. But you know what makes sense? Our picks of the week. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The money back guaranteed picks of the week. Money not actually guaranteed. Please gamble responsibly. All right. I am going to keep it very simple. All my games, all my bets are on Sunday on that beautiful NFL slate. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings in a trap game against the Washington Commanders, minus three and a half. Um, New toy. They're going to be wanting to expose it. A lot of people are going to be looking at TJ and what he's going to do. Jettas will fly over the top. Well, that's what I think is going to happen. I'm going to take the Jags plus two. Jags, man, they need to win this game. They're a team that has some real good pieces, and they look good playing football. They actually they don't look like they're getting blown the fuck out, which is amazing. And I think that they can cover the spread, might be able to steal the win from them. I'm going to take the Cardinals minus two. I'm also going to take the Bucks minus three against the Rams. I think the Bucks will snap back 
and this is the game that they're going to do it in and i'm going to take that wild ass chief spread of 12 and a half don't like it i probably should take the titans but fuck it we'll see how it goes damn bro Interesting. Five for five, five for five. That's what I just heard. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm going to be in Vegas this weekend, so I'll be. I'll be on the Instagram showing some stuff, seeing what I can do. Uh, I'm going to take the Patriots minus five. That's minus one ten. Colts don't have a quarterback. The Patriots do. Colts don't have a coach. The Patriots do. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills minus eleven and a half at the Jets. I mean. Against anybody who's not a top ten, not top five team in this league, I will take the Bills double digits any day. Uh, same with Philadelphia going to Houston, missing multiple receivers. I'm going to take Philadelphia minus fourteen. I hate it. I wish it was minus thirteen and a half, but whatever. I'll take the fourteen, uh, and then I'm going to take the Titans plus twelve and a half, plus twelve and a half minus one ten. Uh, I think that's gravy and then I am going to take the University of Tennessee plus 235 over Georgia why not honestly could I see Georgia just running away with this one they're a minus 8 favorite at home yeah I could but I'm going to be (laughs) in Vegas I'm going to put a boat on the Tennessee Volunteers and I'll be singing Dixieland Delight down the strip if they pull it off. There you go. <laughs> Your boy Jay is in Vegas living his best life. And he is in going to Vegas at the best time. F1 on the streets of Vegas, Jay. Get to see all these fast ass cars flying down the street. Put some money on Tennessee. What a time to be alive. Hit a little, hit a little golf in the desert, you know, just, just living the dream, baby. Hey, man, every day, every hey. single day. <laughs> Make sure you're following us on IG and on Twitter. On IG, we are at money underscore back underscore podcast, and we are on Twitter at money back pod. Your boy Jay's gonna be down there. He's gonna be live. He's gonna be in the epicenter of it all. It's going to be fantastic. So make sure you check out our IG. Make sure you check out our socials. And we will see y'all next week. MBG Nation. Let's ride. I mean, since Russ got his confidence back, I guess we could kind of say it, right? Let's ride.